Hello everyone, happy Monday. Welcome back or welcome to Sana IE. I'm your host, Exo. I hope y'all had a great weekend. You know I did, man. Every weekend is great. I love the weekends because it gives me a little more time to focus on my work. And I know some most people like live for the weekends, the party and everything, but now I live for the work that I can put in on the weekends where it's less congestion within the streets. So I appreciate the weekend. Friday, uh, my cousin close to me, more like a brother, uh, got engaged. And just watching that, seeing that is like, it's uh, beautiful, man. When you find that that one that you want to spend the rest of your life with and be with, and they all their families is uh, their families is good. Your family is good. They, your families are compatible with each other. Man, it's nothing but more blessings and just more life and more uh, prosperity within that. So I'm glad he found that man. Watching him grow up, even though he older than me, we grew up side by side. Like I said, he's like a brother to me, but. Him personally, just like watching that, just really inspired me and everything. So, if you got that that one you love or that one out there that you want to get engaged to or married to, or you've already found that one where you want to spend the rest of your life with, man, shout out to you. I salute y'all and hold that close, man, for real. But let's get back to the show. That was my Friday. Did the engagement Saturday? You already know the big fight, the big fight night, and. I'm going to get deeper into that, man, because I was paying close attention to every round and whatnot, and I'm going to discuss that more later in the show. I'm going to have that segment, The Wilder vs. Fury Part 2. And also, Sunday, I just relaxed, work, did a lot of work this weekend, and just really just spent time with the family, got prepared for this week ahead, man. So last week of February, February blew by, so I'm already preparing for March, and the episodes are half of March. Uh... Every episode in March, this honestly came to me. I was meditating today and I was like mental health because mental health is like a big thing to me. And so every episode in March, I'm going to deal with uh, mental health. It was like, it's like a March for mental health. That's what I got it from me. So it's like, I'm going to do a little hashtag March for mental health. But that's what um, March would be about. All the episodes dealing with different aspects, different the ups and downs of mental health. I have different guests on the show talking about mental health, people that's educated, the psychologists, and really just get that pushing forward and moving forward. And I really appreciate y'all tuning in and really liking the show and just uh, just really being here, man, and subscribing to the show. Everybody that subscribed, review, commented, share the show. I appreciate y'all and I love y'all. And we're going to keep on rocking, man. It's Monday, Money Making Monday, man. I hope y'all had a great weekend once again. If y'all had a bad weekend, forget about it. We on to the new weekend, on to new stuff, new goals this week, new accomplishments, new blessings. Don't dwell on the past, focus on the future. Let's get it. Monday, give y'all a brief break and I'm going to hit y'all with the quotes of the day. You dig? On this episode, I'll be discussing, like I said, the Wilder vs. Fury Part 2. Discuss what I did this weekend. Get on to the quotes of the day. And then I'm going to discuss the, his uh, the segment. This uh, episode will be discussing Malcolm X and everything I've learned, everything I've been going through, going through my notes and really just learning a whole lot anew. Recently on the 21st, February 21st, it was like the anniversary of his, I want to say not an anniversary, but... Uh, 
this is the day he passed away. I wanted to say that. If you know the whole story, and I'll get deeper into it within the topic. But let's get to the quotes of the day. The first one is, I'd rather regret the things I've done than regret the things I haven't done. We always have that in the moment regret. Well, I regret this if I don't do this. And I just feel like just jump in, man. Jump into the water. And if you feel like it's worth the regret, then do it. And basically saying, I'd rather regret the things I've done versus regretting the things I haven't done. So we all have that that contemplating, that flip of the coin, that this or that in life where we feel like if we do this, we'll regret this. If we don't do it, we'll, we'll regret it anyway. So it's like, why not just do it anyway and regret that you did it versus regretting not doing it? That's what I've been trying to push myself towards regretting things that's beneficial versus not uh, versus regretting not doing them. Like if you having a business meeting, network with somebody, talking to somebody or just anything in general with life, just go in and do it. If it's for a good cause and then you will regret the consequences, regret the consequences later, regret not having doing it if you don't do it. So I'd rather regret things I've done rather than regret the things I haven't done. Another quote I found is be patient with yourself. Self growth is tender. It's holy ground. There's no greater investment. And I'm learning that I have to be patient with myself as well. It's a process. It's a day by day thing. Me, I'm really focused on my health as well as being in the workout, doing my workouts, being in the gym focusing on my gains and it's like it's a daily it's a daily thing so it's a daily investment so I got to really be patient with myself as I'm growing as I'm evolving as humans as society we want everything to happen now right now but as I'm viewing everything if it was meant to happen now or already happened and plus some things you just have to go through that pain and that sacrifice for so it can be worth more in the end or in the long run so you really just have to be patient with yourself. Like I'm referring back to the whole fitness thing. If I would have had that, had the physical uh, stature that I want right now, I think it would go away just like that simply because I don't have that discipline, that process of loving and enjoying who I was becoming in the process. Enjoying that process of becoming who you want to become really holds tight and you develop that discipline that you want to have and like I said, when it goes to the weight training, weightlifting, working out, you have that discipline to where you go through that process. It's a whole process, a whole discipline. You can't get it just like that. There's like, I'm gonna just use this as an, as an example. Uh, basketball, NBA, it's 82 games in a season. They gotta go through that 82 games, have that discipline, have that focus, have that patience to get through them 82 games to get to the playoffs and still that's when that real focus go comes in because you played the 82 games and you had that patience and that growth to where you're like all right now I gotta win another 16 games just to get to my ultimate goal so that's where you really got to tone in and focus and really have that patience because it happens every day at that little practices the time you're alone the time you're by yourself it goes like that so be patient with yourself. Self-growth is tender. It's holy ground. There's no greater investment. Yourself is the greatest investment you can make. So be patient with yourself as you're growing, as you're learning, as you're evolving. 
Don't shame yourself. Don't be feel like you can't do it. You can do it. You can do anything you want to as long as you put your mind to it, to it and discipline yourself and just keep working, grinding towards what you're trying to do. Don't let nothing deter you. There will be bad days. There will be downfall days. There will be hard times. There will be times you don't really don't want to do it at all where you want to give up. Embrace those times because they'll make you They'll either break you or make you. So let those times make you and create a more powerful being within yourself. Find your inner strength to keep on going to what you're trying to accomplish. Man, it's crazy. Quick break, and then we're going to get into the whole Dante Wilder versus Fury fight. What a fight, man. Give y'all a break. Wilder versus Fury. <laughs> Man, as y'all know from Friday's show, I was expecting a different fight, uh, a different outcome. But when it got into it, I just can tell by like the way Wilder was um, going about the, about the the fight that he wasn't ready. It seemed like he did a lot more talking than doing. He did all that hype before the match, before the fight, hyping it up, talking all that shit. Excuse my language for some of y'all. And comes out and throws up, and I want to say an egg overall. And Fury, he from the jump, he was humble about the whole, the whole thing, just chilling, relaxing. You see him dancing before the fight, just happy in the moment. Versus hyping it up. Basically, Wilder was just all hype, man. From what I seen, I didn't see like anything different. I didn't see him competing, even want to fight. None of that. He was just like dancing around the ring, trying to be held up by the ropes. His legs gave out after the second round, dog. It was over, for real. And I was like, I don't know what he was doing. He, he looked like he did not want to be in that fight. Like, he was just there to collect his check and go on. He, 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 he like, honestly, in my in my opinion, he did not look like the champion he's supposed to be. And that's why he lost his title, man. You got to put that work in. You probably put that work in, but he didn't put that exact work in. It seemed like he did a lot of trash talking Versus really putting that grind in, preparing for the match, preparing for the fight, preparing as champions prepare. Talking, let your hands do the talking. All that hype, all that nonsense, all this, like, I put you in here, I did it, all that. Fury came out and put hands on him, literally put hands on him, man. And I was, I was disappointed. Fury came out with a vengeance, like, he's like, all right, you were talking all that shit all week, all month, all year. Well, here's the time. And Fury, you, you already know, he didn't talk no shit. He just like, all right. Because Fury knew. He like, okay. <laughs> Don't wake the sleeping giant. And that's what happened, man. So, like I said, I was going for Wilder, but Fury did his thing. Congratulations. Fury did what he was supposed to do. <clears throat> so, that's how that goes, man. And I was just like, wow. I'm still disappointed <laughs> in this fact. It's Monday morning, man. And... But 
It is what it is. It is going to be around three, though. Hopefully Wilder trains with the right people or trains at all. But overall, man, I think the, what I've got out of it is just remain humble no matter what. Let your craft, let your work do the talking. Don't you, don't hype yourself up. Let your work do the talking at all times. Your work, your craft, let that be the talk. Let that be the the reason you shine. <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm going to give y'all a break. And we, we go into the main topic, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Share the show with a friend. Like it. Subscribe it. Uh, let me know if y'all have any comments, reviews. Let me, uh, matter of fact, I want to hear y'all feedback on this fight, man. It's Monday morning, Money Making Monday. I want to hear y'all feedback. At me at Sanai Podcast on any social media platform or email me at Sanai Podcast at gmail.com as well as uh, leave a review, comment. Uh, you can also review if you have Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts right now, just do me a simple favor, man. Leave a review and let me know what you think of the show, the overall show, and let me know what I can improve. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. And appreciate y'all, man. I'll give y'all that break, and I'll be right back with it. All right. Now we're on to... Second about Malcolm X. He was born May 19th, 1925, as Malcolm Little in Omaha, Nebraska. The four of seven children. He was born to Louise and Earl Little. Louise was born in Granada. His dad, Earl, was born in Georgia. Earl was an outspoken Baptist lay speaker and a local leader of the Universal Negro Improvement Association, also known as the UNIA. Louise was a secretary and branch reporter, sending news of local UNIA activities to Negro world. They both admired Pan-African activist Marcus Garvey. They also instilled self-reliance and black pride in their children. And just the way from what I've been reading and the documentaries I've been seeing about Malcolm X, you can tell that his mom and his dad groomed him up the right way as far as like instilling him, like they said, self-reliance and black pride because that's what he always put out. Whenever you heard him speak or whenever you just saw him, you just saw that the self-reliance radiating off of him and that he was prideful about his heritage and where he came from. When they moved to Lansing, Michigan, they were frequently harassed, harassed, I said harassed, harassed by the Black Legion Black Legion's a white racist group. Earl Little accused the group of burning their home down in 1929. When Earl passed away, Malcolm was six, in what was ruled as a streetcar accident. Luis thought the Black Legion murdered him. Still up for debates to this day. Uh, Malcolm went to junior high school in Lansing and Mason High in uh, Mason, Michigan. He left before graduating. The reason why he dropped out of high school was because a teacher told him that practicing law, which was his aspiration at the time, was no realistic goal for a nigger. And the teacher just happened to be Caucasian. So you hearing that, especially with his, how his uh, parents raised him, and you hearing that from a teacher 
And the teacher's supposed to be the one guiding you like a guiding light through all the BS. But back then, they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Honestly, that's just being real. They really didn't give a fuck. So it was understandable. But so he dropped out. Between the ages of 14 and 21, he lived with his sister, Ella Little, in a largely African-American neighborhood in Boston. In 1943, he moved to Harlem where he, he was engaged in drug dealing, gambling, racketeering, robbery, and pimping. That's crazy. You see, like, his upbringing and what he'd been through and then who he became. So no matter what your background or what you've been through or what you're going through, as long as you have that vision of who you want to come, become or you don't even have that vision, it's clouded right now, Start. it starts day by day. But like I said, 1943, he moved to Harlem and he started drug dealing, gambling, racketeering, robbery, and pimping. So we all got a pass. It's all about how you uh, race towards your future, I want to say. While working at Jimmy's Chicken Shack in Harlem, he befriended John Earl Sanford, Elroy Sanford, who aspired to be a professional comedian. Both of them had the reddish hair. Sanford was called Chicago Red after his hometown, and Malcolm was known as Detroit Red. Sanford soon became Red Fox. If y'all don't know who Red Fox is, he's a big comedian, genius during that time, and still is to this day. Um, Malcolm X was drafted into the military for World War II, but he pretended to be mentally disturbed by rambling and declaring, and I quote, I want to be sent down south, organize the black soldiers, steal us some guns, and kill them crackers. Kill us some crackers. Unquote. He was declared mentally disqualified for military service. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have what I'm doing that. Especially with how, how powerful he was and his voice. Yeah. So, they call it, uh, initiated him as mentally disqualified. In 1946... Malcolm X was arrested while picking up a stolen watch he left at a repair shop. He was booked and he was, they made him serve eight to 10 years at Charleston State Prison for larceny and breaking and entering. While in prison, he met a fellow convict named John Bembray, a self-educated man he described as the first man I had ever seen command total respect with words. Bembray is the reason why Malcolm X developed a voracious appetite for reading. So, what are the odds of that? While in, well, not the odds, but while in prison, he met the fellow convict who showed him the way. Like, hey, knowledge is power. You got to read, read to get your education, get your information. And just reading is like the key to life. Always be willing to open and read. So, that's where he developed his appetite for reading. From John Bembray being in jail, he just kept reading. While serving his time, several of his siblings wrote to him about the Nation of Islam, a relatively new religious movement preaching self-reliance and the return of the African Desorpa to Africa. I did butcher that name. Forgive me. But the African Diaspora consists of the worldwide collection of communities descended from native sub-Saharan Africans or people of sub-Saharan Africa. Definition of the uh, Nation of Islam. An African-American political and religious movement founded in Detroit, Michigan by Wallace D. Fard Muhammad. 
on 19 on July 4th, 1930. Their goals were simply improve the spiritual, mental, social, and eco- economic conditions of African Americans in the U.S. At the time, Malcolm X wasn't interested in the whole nation of Islam. But in 1948, his brother Reginald wrote to him saying, Malcolm, don't eat pork and don't smoke any more cigarettes and I'll show you how to get out of prison. Hey, somebody, you you in jail, somebody send you a letter like that, especially your brother, you bite. You're going to listen. So that's what Malcolm started to do. He cut off pork, cut off the cigarettes, and followed his brother's instructions. Give y'all a brief break, man. So, <clears throat> man, all right. In the late 1948, little Malcolm Little, <laughs> y'all know, he wrote to Elijah Muhammad, the leader of the Nation of Islam, and just advised uh, Muhammad that, that he wants to renounce his past, humbly bow in the prayer to God, and promise never to engage in destructive behavior. That's when Malcolm Little became a member of the Nation of Islam, maintaining a regular connection with Muhammad. But in the 1950s, Malcolm Little wrote a letter to President Truman basically expressing his opposition to the Korean War and declaring himself a communist. Him doing that created, well, the outcome of that, the FBI opened a file on him. That year, as well, Malcolm Little started signing his name Malcolm X. The reason being, Elijah Muhammad instructed his followers to leave their family names behind when they joined the Nation of Islam and use X instead. Interesting. And Malcolm X, he said for himself, and I quote, For me, my ex replaced the slave master name of little which some blue-eyed devil named little has imposed upon my paternal forebears. I'm just going like, he really wrote a letter to President Truman expressing his opposition. I like, I know we have like the freedom of speech, but just, (laughs) I know whatever he wrote for the FBI to open a file against him, that's, that's, that's something, that shows something, you feel me? That shows you who he was at the time, not who he was, but how his words really created friction, I want to say, created friction within the world, not the world, but basically created friction, I don't say in the world, but after that, uh, in August 1952, Malcolm X was on parole, released on parole, and you know, the first thing he did, Let's go visit Elijah Muhammad in Chicago. Shot town. Shout out to Shot Town. Um, in June 1953, he was named assistant minister of the nation's temple number one in Detroit. Later, later that year, he established Boston's temple number 11. In March 1954, he expanded temple number 12 in Philadelphia. And two months later, he was selected to lead temple number seven in Harlem. 
you see how fast <clears throat> he was rising within the ranks after he when he first got parole was in 1952 and by 1954 he's really just building up his ranks within the nation of islam and that just really goes to you setting your minds to something and you really want to accomplish it and no matter like I, <clears throat> like i said with your past or what you've been through not letting that hold you back if you have your mindset on that focus on that burning desire what you want to accomplish and what you want to do and how you want to help others around you and the community around you you will stop at nothing. You will rise within the ranks fast and people will start taking notice of what you're doing and how you're doing it and how you're going about it and people will start gravitating towards you. But that's how I personally think, that's how I see how he rapidly expanded his membership. You see, every few months he will go to different temples, expanding temples, building temples up and really just moving forward. Also in that year, 1953, the FBI began began surveilling Malcolm X because of his communist actions as well as how fast the nation of Islam was growing. In 1955, Malcolm X can continued recruiting people to the nation of Islam. He established temples in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is number 13. He established temple number 14 in Hartford, Connecticut. In Temple Number 15 in Atlanta, Georgia, hundreds of African Americans were joining the Nations of Islam every month, and that's what I'm saying. People will start gravitating towards you once they see what you have and what they see what you're producing, and then especially if it's good for the community around you, it's building people up and it's connecting people as one, and it's helping people in their daily lives. They will come to you and really want to be a part of what you're doing and what you're building and what you're creating. So, I'm going to give y'all a brief break, man. <laughs> I'm just like really in awe right now. Malcolm X has six kids and he was married to Betty Sanders. Him and Betty met at one of his lectures and then at a dinner party and then she soon became a, a regular at his lectures and attending them. In 1956, she joined the Nation of Islam, changing her name to Betty X. That's crazy. He really, like, how she really just followed and really believed in what he was doing, that she really followed his path and really was, like I said, actually at each lecture, at his lectures and just going to them and attending them regularly. And then a year later, she joins the Nation nation of Islam. But in 1958, January 1958, uh, Malcolm X proposed to her. And then they married two days later. Like I said, they had six, like six kids, six daughters. And that's crazy. Imagine having like, I'm just like, just him having like six daughters, like man. That's wild. Like, I know he was like, man, I know six daughters. That's crazy. I mean, even though that's not like a lie like that, but I'm just like, man. And then two of them were twins. So, but that's Malcolm X, man. You already know, like, in general, he did a lot for his people this time. And... I just really had to speak on him. I, 
I covered some of his, some of what he did and his whole beginning. I say I just covered the beginning of his whole, where he was on his ascension to where he was becoming his whole, the pre-grooming of Malcolm X. That's what I basically took basis on today. And I just wanted to give y'all like, just a quick samples if you didn't know about the, some stuff about him and everything that I laid out and mapped out. So appreciate y'all. And I want y'all really just go tune in and research and on him after hearing this episode, see what you can find out and what you didn't know about him as well. Like I said, I just started on his ascension of who he became of the, from the Michael Little transforming to the Malcolm X. Uh, you know, you, it's like a roller coaster. It was going up that roller coaster. That's basically what I did. So appreciate y'all tuning in. You know, we discuss on this show the quotes of the day. Stay focused on what you want to do. All the quotes, man. You know, self-growth is tender. Be patient with yourself when you're trying to grow and evolve into some something new and become someone new. Patience is virtue. Patience is key. Patience takes you a long way. I discussed the fight. Dante Wilder versus Fury. Highly disappointed. But shout out to Fury for what he did. He, he deserved it, man. He came prepared, and once you come prepared and you stay ready for what you want to accomplish and what you want to do, you can make anything happen. Discuss Malcolm X, Malcolm Little, and his, basically, like I said, his ascension, his rise to the top. Friday's episode, I'm going to finish off with the second half of the Malcolm X, and I just really appreciate y'all. Have, hope y'all have a great week. It's Monday, Monday, money-making Monday. Man, I say that three times fast, <laughs> but it's Money Making Monday, man, and I appreciate y'all. I hope y'all have, like I said, a great week. Stay focused this week. Don't let nobody steal your joy, steal your happiness. Love one another. Be patient and just focus and stay focused, man. <clears throat> the grind never stops. Stay grinding. Stay doing what you're doing and just keep pushing forward. Help somebody else if you can't help. We all can help each other out, so just be willing to open to help and open-minded to anything you want to do. Appreciate y'all. Like the show. Subscribe to the show. Send it to a friend. Share it with a family member. Share it, share it with who you think might need it. Who, might, who you think it might help. There's different episodes. Every episode is something different. Every episode, I try to help and educate and uplift people. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. XO, we out. Sanai. See you again. Like the show. Subscribe. Follow us. Review.